The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bossy. Back with Vershawn Jackson. Sponsored by Wingstop. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in. Captain's Show sponsored by Wingstop. Visit any of their three Lincoln locations today. Or the one in Grand Island as well. Nick Sanders with you, 402-464-5685. Talking about the defensive line a little bit here on a Monday. Travis in uh, Lincoln posed a question before the break. Would an injury to O'Shawn Mathis and or Garrett Nelson make it an uh-oh season for Nebraska? My immediate reaction to this is Yes. But then Ryan points out on the text line, let's not forget about Caleb Tanner. So I would feel better knowing that Caleb Tanner is there because Caleb Tanner is a guy that you could plug in to O'Shawn's role or Garrett Nelson's role and say, how much of a drop-off is there? I would say marginal, very little. However, I think Garrett, let's say, let's say Garrett Nelson gets banged up, misses a couple games or, or whatever. I think the bigger loss with Garrett Nelson, as much of a as much of a of a drop down as it would be on the field, I think it'd be off the field as well. Because Garrett Nelson, me and Rico, Rico and I were talking a couple days ago. I can't remember if it was on the captain or on the happy hour. I, I can't remember, but anyway, we were talking a couple days ago, and it was who is the number one leader on this team? Not just the defense, not just the offense on the team. And the first guy we thought about was Garrett Nelson. A guy that lives, sleeps, breathes, dies Husker football. Has said publicly he wants to play like the guys in the 90s. I mean, the the definition of a black shirt, Garrett Nelson. Or as close to the definition of a black shirt as Nebraska has on their roster this year. And so, the bigger loss, I think, if Garrett Nelson got banged up, would be leadership on the field, mentality on the field. Because whether Nebraska's up by 10, up by 30, down by 5, down by 7, I guess, we know who's going 110. It's going to be Garrett Nelson. Not saying nobody else will be, but it's Garrett Nelson. 100%. Byron says this on the text line, we also have Gunnarsson and Butler Certain packages, they can move a defensive tackle to a defensive end in a three-man front. Yeah, you're right. Gunnarsson and Butler. Jamari Butler's a guy I forgot about last segment. So here, here's another thing, though. Okay, so that's the that's the thought if Garrett Nelson gets banged up. O'Shawn Mathis, I think, is a little bit different. O'Shawn Mathis, obviously second team All-Big 12, I believe, last year. Um, has been second team all Big Ten or Big Twelve the last couple years, if I remember correctly. 
had 30 solo tackles last year. And he's improved every single year at TCU. One tackle in 2018, or excuse me, four tackles in 2018, 40 in 2019, 46 in 2020, and I guess 45 total tackles. He had more solo tackles last year, 45 total tackles last year. Seven tackles for loss last year as well. So that's interesting to to point out as well. When we talk about numbers or guesses or estimates on how much O'Shawn Mathis, how many how many tackles for loss O'Shawn Mathis is going to have. He had seven in 2021. Seven tackles for loss. But in 2020, he had 14. 14 TFLs in the Big 12. Nine sacks in 2020, four sacks in 2021. So when we look at, he has career, 15 and a half sacks. I think seven is a good number. I think seven sacks is a is a good number to put at the like the over under if you were if I was Vegas and I was putting an over under for O'Shawn Mathis sacks. Could I go six and a half? Probably take the over because of how the complement complementary parts of Garrett Nelson fit into this thing and, and Caleb Tanner as well. So that's exactly what I'm saying. Rubber Duck from LinkedIn says, if people know you're a problem, they start double-teaming you. That's absolutely right. But what if Nebraska has a second problem on the other side? I'm going to take my chances, Garrett Nelson versus any running back, or O'Shawn Mathis versus any running back. So it's you got to get off, you got to get off the line quick, which we talk about. Nebraska's upgraded in in the speed department on the line. So I think there's something to be said for having two guys, not one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Text line, you can help me out here. 402-464-5685. Who was on the other side when Randy Gregory was here? I can't remember what who, who would have been on the line with him. Randy Gregory had to fight through double teams. Nadam Kinsu obviously had to fight through double teams, and, and those guys rose above the rest and were able to still shed blocks. Not trying to compare O'Shawn and Garrett Nelson to those guys, but together, now you're cooking something. Cooking with gas. Avery Moss, thank you. Probably before he transferred out to uh, Youngstown State. Thank you, the milkman. So you sit here and say, all right, together, Nebraska has something. And it's going to be definitely something to keep your eyes on um, once the once the fall starts. All right, 402 464 Five six eight five. I want to kind of transition into a, a little bit of a quarterback conversation because Chubba Purdy spoke to Steve Sipple of On3.com, obviously has the early break show in the morning here at the ticket. Spoke to Steve over the weekend, and there was one comment that stuck out to me. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but Chubba Purdy said, and I quote, I have to find it here. Obviously, Casey Thompson had experience last year. I know he was dealing with a thumb injury and all that, but as of right now, I'm just focused on competing with him. Logan, whoever. I'm just ready to compete, go into fall camp working hard. Then Chubba said this, Hopefully it's a fair competition and whoever competes and does the best gets the job. It's interesting. Now, I'm probably going to get this on the text line, and that's fine, that I'm reading too much into this. 
But is it not a little interesting or intriguing or eye-opening that the backup quarterback says, hopefully it's a fair competition? A guy that has a few amount of starts at Florida State and transferred to Nebraska. We've had that the comparison around the office today when, I, when I've brought this, this comment up as the Sam Keller-Joe Gans comparison. You cannot just hand a guy a job. Whether, whether Casey Thompson had 10 starts last year at Texas or not, or however many five touchdown games Casey Thompson had at Texas or not, you cannot just hand a dude a job. We saw how that's worked the last four years. Not saying Luke McCaffrey, not saying Luke McCaffrey should have been the starting quarterback, but should Adrian have been the starting quarterback? Like let's let's just be let's let's be real. Let's be honest. There were times, especially in the Purdue game when he threw four picks, that we stepped back and say, I know I did. Step back and said, is Adrian really our best quarterback on the stat on, on in the room right now? The guy's got four picks. And so when we talk about handing a job, like you can Nebraska, and this is where I where I'm hesitant or, or where I, I hesitant to say that Casey Thompson's the true starter from day one. Right after, right after Casey Thompson committed, it was here we go. Casey Thompson took the offensive lineman out to bowling, and he's a leader. Here we go. He's a power five guy. That's helpful. Had experience at a place like Texas, so he kind of knows the pressures of of playing at a at a nationally recognized or at a place that has a lot of eyeballs on its football program. This is good for Nebraska, and it is good for Nebraska. I'm not trying to get it twisted, but we I, I know I did on my show just quickly anointed him the starter because there's that thought. Uh, there's no way Nebraska goes and gets a Power 5 guy, a Power 5 starter, and doesn't get him to start. And maybe that's true, and that's the way college football works, I suppose, but just because that's the intention does not mean you can be set on that. When we talk about who deserved to start, and obviously the, the Keller-Gans discussion or comparison gets brought up when we talk about this, but in recent years, and maybe it's not as close, Adrian Martinez and Tristan Jebbia. It's definitely not as close. But there was a discussion being had at the beginning of the year in fall camp or right before fall camp, just probably the same time in 2018, that were saying, yeah, you know, Tristan Jebbia has been here, but I understand that Scott Frost handpicked Adrian Martinez. And Tristan Jebby is here, though. And Tristan Jebby deserves a fair competition. And now, four years removed from that, we look back and we kind of question whether or not Tristan Jebby got a fair competition. Tristan then, Jebby then obviously transfers out, and Adrian Martinez is the starter from day one. Got benched a couple times after Northwestern and, and a couple games in 2020, but bounced back and he ended up winning the starting job back. But winning, I think, would be a relative term. So I'm curious. It, it made me open my eyes and raise my eyebrows a little bit when I read 
Chubba Purdy go, hopefully it's a fair competition. Not not as a slight to, like Chubba was not trying to say this as a slight that he thought it was not going to be a fair competition or or that he feels like the staff would not be give a fair competition. He's not trying to do that here. So I'm not trying to read into that side of things. But the side of things that we just heard Matt Masker last week say that Scott Frost is completely hands-off. Completely outside of, or, you know, outside of a couple things with the quarterbacks, I suppose. But from the X's and O's standpoint, he's hands-off and it's been hard for him. We heard that from Masker last week. Which I said, coming from Matt Masker would be, it meant a lot more to me personally than if Chubba or Casey would have said that. And... Now you have this of, of Chubba Purdy saying, hopefully it's a fair competition, and whoever competes and does the best gets the job. Whether that's Logan, whether that's Chubba, Casey, or goodness sakes, Heinrich Harburg. But as fans, as Husker fans, can we know with certainty that there is going to be a fair competition? Or are we ready to to just anoint anoint Casey Thompson as the starter. Whichever way you go, it'll be fine. But that goes back to the whole conversation and, and questions, and I'll ask Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald this in about 45 minutes. How quick are, is the staff going to be to pull the plug on things? On guys? If Casey Thompson isn't producing, because once again, I remind you that yes, no matter how many five-plus touchdown games he had at Texas... There were a lot of mistakes, just like there were here at Nebraska. Do we know for certainty that he's a better option than Chubba? How much have we seen from Chubba? Little to none? Outside of what we saw in the spring game, which is in a, in a spring game that you could take very little from. That's what I'm saying. It just opened the eyes a little bit when I hear, once again, this is the quote from Chubba Purdy. Um... Talking about the spring game a little bit, in a, in a game that he went five for ten through the air, sixty three yards, um, also included that twenty seven yard pass to AJ Rollins, the tight end. He said, "quote It just felt great to be out there and showcase what I can do. I'm always going to go through my reads. I'm not a run first kind of guy, but if something bad happens on a play, I'm able to use my feet, similar to Casey Thompson, right, guys?" Um. Sip then wrote, once again, you can find this on on3.com. Sip wrote, he doesn't necessarily think of himself as an underdog in the Nebraska quarterback race, although he understands why others may view him that way. Purdy said, quote, obviously Casey Thompson had experience last year. He had 10 starts at Texas. I know he was dealing with a thumb injury and all that, but as of right now, I'm just focused on competing with him, Logan, whoever. I'm just ready to compete, go into fall camp working hard. Hopefully it's a fair competition and whoever competes and does the best gets the job. If here's here's a here's a question for you guys. 402-464-5685 before we go to break. I'll ask this on this side and we'll get to it get to your guys' responses on the other side. If Chubba Purdy is the starter, what does that tell you about Mark Whipple and this coaching staff? If Chubba Purdy is the starter, what does that tell you? about Mark Whipple and this coaching staff. Fair competition or unable to identify a Power 5 starter capable of starting in Nebraska? I'm truly curious. Barring any injuries, 
Does it tell you if Chubba Purdy starts? Does that tell you that Scott Frost has a hand in, or does it tell you that Mark Whipple's fully in? Where are we at on this? 402-464-5685. Get to your reaction. I haven't been able to open up a lot of the texts here. I'll look at them during the break, and we'll uh, get get to them in a couple minutes when we come back. It's about a six-minute commercial break here. So we'll get to them when we come back. Get to your guys' reaction. I see Wet Blanket's confused. We'll talk about it coming up in a couple minutes on the Captain's Show, sponsored by Wingstop. Nova Sean, Nick Sander, hanging out with you guys on a Monday. Monday. 